What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Glenn Enos Jr. As always, alongside Mason Boyd. Yo. And Matthew Souza. How's it going? And we are in day 89 of quarantine. <laughs> That's what it feels like anyway. <laughs> Dude, this shit sucks. If you're listening to this, it's because you got nothing better else to do because you're sitting at your house doing absolutely nothing during this coronavirus outbreak. Um, this shit's been crazy. I don't know what to do myself. So that's our recording a podcast, off-season podcast. We're not on lockdown quite yet. We can leave the house. I just went shopping, grocery shopping. Yeah, what'd you get? Um, some chicken. So let's get down to brass tacks here. The last time we recorded a Stellar Stellar podcast was before the Super Bowl. A lot's happened since the Super Bowl. Quite a bit. Who won the Super Bowl? I forgot. The Kansas City Chiefs. Much to the joy of one Craig Heiler. Old Craig. Old Craig, man. Yep. Living his best life. So he got what he wanted in 2019. So let's get down to it. Here's a question for you guys. Did the Chiefs win that Super Bowl? Or did the 49ers lose that Super Bowl? And there's a cap. Uh, I'd say it's a combination. A little bit of both. But I think... You know, a lot of people, there was a lot of critics of Jimmy G throughout the season, and uh, they definitely came out of the woodwork after that Super Bowl, uh, for sure. Because I think Kyle Shanahan was a little bit scared to put the ball in his hands. They were predominantly a run-first team all season. Um, I think they got a little bit exposed uh, with that in the Super Bowl, uh, for sure. You know? Yeah. The Chiefs scored 21 answers in the fourth quarter. I think they won the game. That's true. I mean, uh, the Chiefs had to make plays, big plays, down 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, actually, were they, they down more than 10, right? 11, right? Uh, it was 20 to 10. Oh, 10. In the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they came back. They made a spectacular play. It was that play where, like, Mahomes rolled out, and then he caught Tyree Kill deep, wide open on the left. And that was kind of a spark for them. They ended up scoring. And I feel like the 49ers were rattled. And Jimmy G was just like, oh, wait a minute. I got to throw the ball? You mean you mean I can't yeah. win the game only throwing eight pass attempts like I did in the NFC Championship? Yeah, it was, the, it was the momentum swing. The same thing we saw when the Chiefs faced the Texans. And the Titans. The momentum rolled over. It was, it was game over. Yeah. Yeah, I think we noticed a, a common thread is that uh, teams that played the during the postseason did not know when to fucking put the gas down and keep going. Like, I think the 49ers, for all intents and purposes, lost that game. Halftime. At, at halftime. Yeah. When Kyle, when Kyle Shanahan opted, I think they had, what, what did they have, like a minute and 45 oh, seconds? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, and they were running out the clock, and then and a big play happens. And then they're mad that they, you know, couldn't call a timeout or whatever. Well, it's like, dude, why'd you wait till 10 seconds to do something? Yeah. And the second, like, so exactly. yeah. it was so stupid. So, no, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes, um, 
MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. And yeah, there's nowhere else for him to go but up. Uh, could this be the beginning of a Chiefs dynasty? No. <laughs> what? Why? Do you say? Are you serious with that? No, or are you just like? I think a huge part of it is coaching, and I just don't believe Andy Reid can sustain success like this. Hmm. I'm sorry. I think a big part of it also. Capable, but it's the coaching. I think a big part of it also was the key pieces on defense that they had last year. Um. Chris Jones was a beast. Tyron Matthew was the captain of that defense. Um, they got to bring everybody back. That's the problem. Right now, Chris Jones, they just franchise tagged him, but they still have the option to trade him because you don't want to franchise tag him and have to pay him. You have to pay all these other guys. Obviously, they want to keep everybody, all the weapons around uh, Pat Mahomes, like Tyreek Hill, fucking Travis Kelsey. You still got to pay Pat Mahomes, too. So... Gonna be interesting to see what they do. As long as Pat Mahomes is their quarterback, um, they're gonna be in the thick of things in the AFC. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, moving on from the Super Bowl. Um, a lot has happened. So much. The landscape has changed drastically, more than I can ever recall in the past. So here's the thing. Are we, gonna, are we just going to jump into it right now? Are we going to talk about it? Rip the band-aid off. I don't really want to, but I think we have to at this point, so let's just do it. It it deeply saddens me. It actually hurts me to say this. Yeah. Tom Brady is no longer a New England Patriot. Tom Brady sold out. Yeah, he did. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's a bad he team. Left. He could have retired here where he loves to be, but he took money instead. No. I'm just saying. The Patriots didn't want him here. That's the bottom line. I mean, you can't match that contract? Come on, dude. Come on. You see the report that came out after yeah. he signed that, like, they offered him something similar? It was like somebody, yeah. like, close to the team said that, like, oh, they would have offered him a similar contract. Bullshit. Yeah, the thing, the thing that's tough about, yeah, it's all posturing after that. You say, oh, yeah, we could have done this, but it's, you you never know. And, and teams do that for PR spin all the time. Like, right after Brady announced uh, that he was uh, not coming back, Robert Kraft, like, called Stephen A on first take and, like, made sure that he said, like, hey, Tom Brady didn't want to be here. Like, we could have worked something out. Like, he didn't want to be here. Like, just trying to all the pressure on him and I just I think it's on the team dude they've been they've been busting his balls for his whole fucking career hey the guy he's the best quarterback of all time you know I don't know it, it's annoying all I know is that I'm going to be rooting for the Buccaneers like a motherfucker next I'm still going to root for the Patriots but I'm one of those people I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's not going to be rooting for the Patriots I'm still rooting for the Patriots the Patriots are my team but Brady's obviously my one of my favorite players of all time um, so I'm still gonna run around. So if really if it's Buccaneers and, and and Patriots in the Super Bowl, you're gonna root for Bucks? Uh, no, I'm still gonna root for the Patriots. Okay. But if the Bucks lose, I mean the Bucks win, it's like a win-win because Brady still gets the Super Bowl, so I'll be happy. Dude, him in that uniform, it's gonna be so weird. Well, they're getting new uniforms. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that he's just. 
this is the end of his career. I'm afraid he's just gonna go out, just fizzle out with the Bucks. I was like, it's a whole new system. I mean, all he knows is one team his whole career, and now he's gonna go to his new team with like a couple years left, and he's not gonna. I don't know. Let's see, new coaches, new players. Normally, I would agree with you, Souza, but I think that the thing is why Brady went to the Buccaneers ultimately is because the Buccaneers are going to give him things that he knows that the Patriots cannot provide, even if the Patriots gave him the money. Like, like a tight end and a wide receiver? Well, yeah, actually. Um, <laughs> but Mike Evans and O.J. Howard. Yeah, and also Chris Godwin. Don't forget him. Chris Godwin? Uh, but I think Bruce Arians made it abundantly clear to Brady, at least my understanding is from the reporting that I've heard over the past few weeks that uh, their big pitch was that, hey, listen, you're coming here, and it's not going to be like I Brady's Bruce Arians underling. They're going to work in tandem and customize the offense the way that Brady wants it, whereas Brady would not have gotten that say in New England. He's never gotten that say. It's been Bill's team. Bill gets the final call. You know what I'm saying? So I think... Hmm. I think that's the difference. Uh, normally, I would agree with you, though. If any other player goes anywhere else, I mean, normally, they're probably not going to have as much success as they have to get into a new system, get acclimated with new players. But, yeah, I think I think Brady will so, actually... You might notice in the first few games, maybe, but um, but I think he'll he'll do pretty well with Tampa Bay, I, think, I believe, personally. So you think Brady has broken the shackles? He has broken free, and he's finally able to do his thing his own way? instead of being forced underneath Bill's leadership? I mean, it wasn't really... <laughs> I, I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say, like... Well, obviously, now he's going to get more more call or more say on, like, off, offensive plays and shit. I mean, I think Brady's basically going to be running the offense, essentially. Because, like, who the fuck was their offensive coordinator last year? Like, I don't even know if he's still there. I don't know if Bruce um, Arian called the plays or not. Um, I didn't know it was, uh, it was Byron Leftwich. I heard them talking about it on the radio this past week. I'm pretty sure, but it's, it's just I I think he's gonna run the offense and he's gonna get final say on what personnel gets to be in that offense. And he never would have gotten that here, and I think that's what he wants. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Like I said, I didn't want him to. I don't know. Like I want him to ride off into the sunset. I feel like you. At first, I feel like you can't do that with the Bucks, but at the same time, it would kind of suck for him to. His, him on the Patriots, as we remember, is, is greatness. It would suck for him to be on the Patriots and just fizzle out with the Patriots and just be like, oh, like the team just fell apart with Brady. Mm. He can't, you don't have that story anymore because he's not there anymore. It's very, he left the Patriots in good standing, essentially, kind of. It's very rare to see that guy who spends one, that, that great player that spends his whole career with one team, like a Kobe Bryant, a Derek Jeter. And especially in football, because look at like the past. Joe Montana went to the Chiefs. Jerry Rice played for different teams. Emmitt Smith even went to the Cardinals after he was done with the Cowboys. Yep, Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. Exactly, Brett Favre to the Jets. Yep. It's weird. It's going to be super weird seeing him in another uniform. Um, but I think it's going to make the NFL a lot more exciting. And in an NFC where there's so many contenders already, you ought, you got to say that they just added another contender with Tom Brady going to the Bucks. I was talking to I was talking to uh, 
longtime Bucks fan Zach Aronson, fellow league member, oh, yeah. friend of the podcast. Um, he's hyped about Brady, obviously coming in. Oh, yeah. I mean, after dealing with Jameis, after dealing with Jameis Winston for so long, you know, now he gets Tom Brady, and even Tom Brady at forty-three years old is going to be with that offense and those guys. It's going to be good, and it's good for Tampa because Tampa is going to get a lot of national recognition too. They'll probably have a shit ton of primetime games, like Sunday night football, Monday night football. When was the last time they played on Sunday night football? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. We're going to see Buck Saints Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be big. Brady versus Brady. Yeah, the thing is, dude, is that Brady signed a two-year contract, and uh, next year the Buccaneers come to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Damn. When? Yeah. When do they do that? Next uh, year. Next... So, 2021 into 2022. Wait, we got we to keep... keep in mind, though, there might not even be football this year if this shit keeps up yeah, with the coronavirus. You're right. Yeah, you're right. No. Um... One last question: Tom Brady going to the Bucks. Are they the favorite in the NFC now? Um. Wait, what did you say? I said now that Tom Brady is at quarterbacking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are they the favorites to win the NFC? I would say no. Uh, I think they're like top three, but I think the favorites would probably still be like the 49ers or um. So here's the thing. Not in the first year. If regardless of what happens with Brady and his time with the Bucks, does that diminish anything for Brady's legacy? Um, that's what I'm worried about. Like what? If, what if they go like four and twelve and he just that's sucks eggs? That's why I wouldn't like that move unless you really needed the money. But he doesn't need. The I don't money. know. Same thing with Bill. Bill is facing the same risk. No, but see, I think but that goes back to Mason's ego point. Bill's risk is higher though. Because Bill was the one who initiated this whole separation. Because you know that ultimately I think this is more on the Patriots and Bill more than Brady wanting to separate. You know what I mean? I think if it was up to Brady. If Brady got that autonomy to do what he wanted to do, he would have stayed here. But Bill was never going to give that to him because Bill's ego is too big. You know what I mean? I heard. I saw a thing that came out after Brady got signed on Twitter that... Um... This guy said originally when they traded when they when they traded Garoppolo to the 49ers, originally they wanted to give Bill wanted to give Tom Brady to the 49ers. Oh really? Yeah, and um, Kraft shut it down, and the rest is history. Bill Mason, is this still in Bill we trust? Are you on board with that? I mean, or was it always in Brady we trust? I was more of a Brady person. Uh, personally, but I mean, I think I think they're kind of like they play into the successes of, of each other, like kind of like what you were saying earlier about how you think that Andy Reid's shortcomings as a coach are going to be exposed. I don't think they will be, 
because I think Patrick Mahomes is a good compliment to him. He covers up a lot of the holes that Andy Reid has as a coach. You know what I'm saying? Because he's such a dynamic player. And I think Brady kind of just made him build for a long time. So, I mean, yeah. but but the pressure's definitely on Bill um, to, like, to succeed more than Brady because he's the one who initiated the separation. So it's like, if he was wrong, especially if Brady does well, I mean, if they both are shitty, then people are kind of like, well, I guess they didn't need each other. But um, mm-hmm. but you, Bill definitely does not want that to happen because of his ego. He's going to be like, fuck you. Like, I got to, that was always, I think that's always been Bill's thing is that he's wanted to prove that he doesn't need Tom Brady to win. So. All right, before we move on um, to the rest of the free agents, one last question about the Patriots. How do they succeed Tom Brady? Is it a free agent signing, like a uh, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston? No, God, no. Is it stick with Stidham? Stick with Stidham, hashtag stick with Stidham. Or is it trade for somebody like a Cam Newton or a Jacoby Brissett? Or draft somebody this year? Get Brissett back. I think Cam Newton would be interesting just because I think obviously we've seen him have a lot of success in the league and I think he's he's a very dynamic player. Um, even with his shortcomings that he's had in Carolina over the past few years. But uh, basically my mantra for this is anybody but Andy. I don't want <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton sucks oh my God. and he is the definition of mediocre, and I am sorry, I am going to die on the hill that Andy Dalton fucking sucks, and I'm not rooting, that, that is the only way that I will root for the Buccaneers, if, and not the Patriots, if the Patriots sign Andy Dalton, I will root for the, I will literally, we, we got this, I will go out, and I will buy a Tom Brady Buccaneers jersey, and I will root for them every fucking Sunday. One month from Which now, you know, one month from now, when the Patriots sign Andy Dalton, I'm going to replay this tape to you, and we're going to have to record another I'm podcast. Gonna vomit. I am you going to vomit. See, you don't want to see the New England Patriots run out to the field led by Andy Dalton with his red hair. Yeah, so yeah, guys, come on, let's go. Woo! Fuck off. Dude, no. No. Uh, I would, I, I'm telling you, they, put me in quarterback instead, dude. Uh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> quarterback. Fuck <laughs> him. He's run a wildcat every every play. Probably better than having Andy Dalton. Fuck oh, that. man. All right. So I'd like that's to see a big move, but it'd probably be stiff. That's Tom Brady, but he wasn't the only big uh, signing going on here in this offseason. The Rams, the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, who made Todd Gurley the highest paid running back just two years ago, <laughs> cut his ass. They cut him. They released him. See you later. And then, who scooped them up? Like a vulture? Or should I say, a falcon? The Falcons. The Falcons did. Todd Gurley is now a member. I have a question for you, though. Yeah. How pissed are you, as a Cowboys fan, that they just (laughs) cut Todd Gurley? Because, literally, he was the reason why he got such a big contract. Yep. Well, here's the thing. I I thought... All right. All right. (laughs) Son of a bitch! Alright. Here's the thing. Todd Gurley was filthy for that sustained, what was it, two or three years? It was two seasons, yeah. And he deserved... Two full seasons. He deserved at that time to be the highest paid running back. 
Zeke, when he plays, in my mind, is consistently the best running back in the league. That's the difference, I say. And in the first year with his new contract, he lived up to it. He had a fine season. Um, But, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, like, the way they structured his deal, it doesn't really, you know, the, the cap hit on it doesn't really hurt the Cowboys as much as they would if, like, they did it a shorter period of time for more money, you know, so. I was just thinking once once they caught him, I was like, holy shit, well, I must be so pissed right now. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. Like, what's going to happen, like, when the Giants, when they have to pay Saquon? Or, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think of other good running backs. Nick Chubb, you know. I, McCaffrey. Yeah, or McCaffrey. Say, if McCaffrey has another season like he did last year, are the Panthers just going to say, hmm. Look what the Titans did. They franchise tagged Derrick Henry. Yeah, they had to pay him, like, a shit ton of money. And, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like... Some teams, you, I, 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 the Cowboys, I'm, I'm getting less and less, like, my hopes up with this front office and Jerry Jones just because of the fact that they've paid everybody else in the world besides their quarterback. And it blows my mind. And, and the thing is, like, previous teams like Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers, they literally just said, nah, fuck it. We're not going to pay you. We're going to keep franchise tagging you. And then the Jets picked him up. Rams just cut Todd Gurley. Titans just franchise tag Derrick Henry. It's like these great running backs are good. But like I said, in my mind, consistently from start to finish, Zeke has been the best back in the league in his tenure in the league. Yeah. So I agree. If it, if it works out for the Cowboys and Zeke continues to do his thing, you can't really say it's a bad contract. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that. Todd Gurley is now a Falcon. How, as long as they use him. With like 20 carries, 20 touches a game, I think he's going to do well there. The Falcons have always um, had a productive running back as long as they're healthy. Except, I mean, Edo Smith wasn't that great, but Tevin Coleman and Freeman had their good years. Edo Smith was the man. Edo Smith was way better than Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman blows. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. He's good now. Not my team. He was on the 49ers. Sorry, my bad. Any, any chance Todd Gurley? All right, let's ask a question here. Have we seen the best that Todd Gurley can be? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That system yeah. in the Rams was unbelievable. You saw those uh, those metrics of how the offensive line just let Todd Gurley do his thing. Remember that? We were talking about that a long time ago, how maybe Gurley isn't even that good. It was just the Rams made open lanes for him. But I don't think it's going to get better than that. But he's good. So do you think he'll he's have... Do you think he could even come close to having a season like he did with the Rams? Like, do you think he could do what he did last year with the Falcons? Last year. Last year. Yeah, still productive season. Right? Last year, fantasy wise, a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of volume, not a lot of yards, but touchdowns literally kept me in games from having Todd Gurley. I think he's going to get more volume. I think he can do it. I believe in, in the system. Yeah, I think he could probably do it. I mean, the problem that I have, though, is, like, Atlanta's offense is so hit or miss, like, game to game. It's either really good or it fucking sucks. So, it'll be tough. I feel like he'll be a boomer bust, but, like, the boom will be really high and the bust will be very low. So, at the end of the season, he'll have, like, a pretty solid season. But if you go week by week and break it down, it might be, like, kind of spotty, you know? Yep. All right. So. Moving on. 
The... I, I brought up Edo Smith's stats. He hasn't done anything. I don't know what. Where they... 2019, he had 22 carries for 100 yards. That's it. Listen. 22 for 106 and a touchdown. 2019. Well, no, the year before was the year we first he filled in, right? 2018. Yeah. What did he do then? 90 for 315. His career average is 3.8 a carry. It's not bad. On 112 attempts. Okay. Just keep but feeding him. See what happens. I, I, I think that... I think Gurley's going to get the volume that you want to see from, like, a first-round pick. And he can, he, can be, he can live up to a first-round pick. I like the Falcons. Poor Does he go in the first right round, now. though? What? Does, Does he, he go? go in the first round? Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of have to think about, um, kind of like do a mock of first round and see who would go. All right. I think we'll would, we'll talk about it when we do our draft episode. All right, moving on. The rich get richer as the New Orleans Saints sign free agent Emmanuel Sanders. Scary. Because like, I think now you finally have a good compliment to uh, Michael Thomas on your wide receiver core. Well, see, here's the <laughs> thing. That they lacked. Here's the thing. Ted um, It doesn't matter who they're... Fucking Ted Ginn. It doesn't matter who the Saints were facing because Michael Thomas always magically got open. Um, but now, if you attract all your attention to Michael Thomas... You got Emmanuel Sanders. You got Taysom Hill. And you got oh and you got Alvin Kamara at 100%. 100%. Taysom Hill, they placed that first round tender on him. On the restricted free agent, Taysom Hill. So what does that mean? He's a I, think that means, I think that means like if a t- another team... I think they have to give up a first-round pick if some if a team wanted yeah. to get like a trade. Yeah, so a team would have to in order. Yeah, so they put a first-round tender on him. So if another team, because you're a restricted free agent, so if another team went to sign him, the Saints can match, um, I believe. But then if the, but even if they didn't want to match, like let's see, some team wanted to pay him like a ridiculous amount of money because they thought he was the real deal, that team would still have to give the Saints a first-round pick. In order to sign him, a first round pick for Taysom Hill. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Bullshit. He's every position you want. Yeah. Okay. He's a Um. So Emmanuel Sanders on the Saints. Better. Could it? Could this be? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is getting older now. Um. You think he could be better than he was like on the Broncos? He's pretty solid on the Broncos, even without a quarterback there. And now they got Drew Brees. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he can stay healthy, I think he'll be a solid fantasy wide receiver, too, that you can count on. Yeah. The real question is, is this going to be enough for the Saints to finally make a Super Bowl, a serious Super Bowl run? You know who they have at quarterback? Chokehazard. <laughs> they only got, like, a couple years left. This is the they got Kamara, Thomas, Sanders, Taysom Hill... Like, this is their chance. Don't, don't mention his name in, in that fucking trio. Yeah, dude, they got fucking Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, fucking Taysom uh, Hill. Michael Irving, Jerry Rice, Taysom Hill. Uh, 
Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper signed with the Cleveland Browns. Wait, the biggest contract in history, is that right? Uh, if it is, then that's kind of sad. Where is he? Because, I mean, Austin Hooper is good, but is he the greatest tight end in history? Oh. To sign a contract Just, like that? I don't know he's the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Four years, $44 million. <laughs> Glenn slapped his forehead. <laughs> it's a tight end! <laughs> and it's Cleveland! <laughs> but it's Cleveland! Like, did they not learn their lesson last year? It's like, you, it's fine to stack up on talent, but if you don't have a fucking direction in which you want to go, you're not going to be successful. They should have done yeah. it. Sign a fucking head coach for that amount, yeah. that amount of money. You just answered your own question. It's the fucking Browns. Oh, my God, dude. I don't, like, I don't know. Unless Baker takes, like, a huge step or somehow fucking Freddie Kitchens just spontaneously combusts or, you know... I don't know. I don't know. It's the Browns. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Start off slow. He's gone. I'm not. They go like 0 and 3 or 0 and 4. See you later, dude. He's gone. He's gotta be. I'm not gonna get myself overhyped about the Browns again, even though they got Austin Hooper. Let's. We learned our lesson last year. Agreed. And Joko's still there, poor guy. No, I think he's a free agent. No. He's not. I can check. Free agent by position here in the NFL. Website. Um, I think he might be. Not there. He, he, no, he's not. The tight ends that are free agents are Luke Stalker and Jeff Swain. Well, maybe he got signed. Maybe he was a free agent and got signed, David Njoku. I feel like he did by some team. Key additions by a team. Let's see. Just type in fucking David Njoku. Yeah. <laughs> and Joku's on you. David Johnson. No. He's not on here either. We'll keep an update on that, but I think he's still there. All right, for all those anticipating the David Njoku news, we have to put you on hold. Um, yeah, it's going to come down to Baker. I mean, that's, that's basically how it is. I believe in Baker. I think he has potential to be one of the NFL's great quarterbacks, but we gotta we got to see it. It's, he's got to evolve from that. <laughs> College mentality of just, you know, playing on ability and start fucking reading defenses and, you know, actually being a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the talent is crazy, though, on that offense. Yeah. They so still got... What are they going to do? I know. Chubb. They still got Kareem Hunt. Odell Jarvis. Yeah. Choku. Hooper. Hooper's all right, I guess. Yeah. Um, in other news, in the AFC West, the Chargers... Lose Melvin Gordon. And the Broncos, their rivals, pick them up. Pick them up. Two years, 16 million. How we feel about this? Not good. Um, I mean, they lost their quarterback and their running back. The Chargers did. I don't know what they're going to be doing, but for the Broncos' sake, Melvin Gordon? I don't know, man. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm definitely, he's, his stock goes down for me. Yeah, I don't feel good about Melvin Gordon. And that backfield is a mess. Yeah, they still got Philip Lindsay, they still got Rolls Royce Freeman. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, yeah. Something about the Broncos, something about the Broncos and running backs is just like. Gross. It's like a red flag. Yeah. yeah. The 
The best one was no Sean Moreno. <laughs> That's the last best running back they had. No Sean Yeah, I don't know what to expect him from Melvin Gordon. Um, he showed even last year, like when he came back, he wasn't wasn't spectacular. Yeah, I think he just needs to get back into shape, football shape, and then Eckler just was too too much on fire to let Melvin Gordon get what he needed to get to. They get back to 100%, I guess. So now, what, what does this do for Austin Eckler? Does it make Austin Eckler an every down back? Or is he still going to have that same role and then they're going to put somebody in there like Justin Jackson? Um, I feel like Austin Eckler is an every down back when, uh, when Melvin Gordon was out at the beginning of the year. So I think they're I think they're comfortable using him in a more extended role. He was good. Personally. Yeah, he was really, he was really good, too. Fact of the matter is Melvin Gordon wasn't there last year, and Eckler went off, and now he's not there this year. So whether they use him the same or they put him on the field more, I think he's due for another good season. Unless the quarterback change is going to affect that, which it could. Yeah, they going with Tyrod Taylor. Ooh. Is that it? Yeah. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah, cooling off on the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Yeah, sticking with the Chargers and losing people, uh, they. They mutually agreed to part ways with Philip Rivers, and the Colts jumped all over that. Philip Rivers is now a Colt. Very strange to me. Rip Brissett. I guess it, he's still going to be competing for the starting role with Brissett, Philip Rivers, but you don't sign a guy like Philip Rivers at this age just to be fucking sitting in the bench. Kids. Yeah. He's agreed to one year. Twenty-five million. Just one. I don't know. Does it does it help the Colts? Does it make them better? I think it's a lateral move. It's just like Colts are gonna stay the same to me. Do they have any? Do they have any shot at winning the uh, AFC South with Philip Rivers? Um, I think they definitely have a shot, considering. Um. Well, yeah, we can move on to the next week. This is a good transition. Because um, the fucking the Titans, man, listen. Uh, there was a report out before they signed Ryan Tannehill to this contract that they were using Tom Brady to leverage Ryan Tannehill, which is such a fucking insult to Tom Brady. I thought Mike Brady was a smart guy. I was fucking wrong. Like, I don't understand how you couldn't see that what Ryan Tannehill last, did last year was like lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? He's not that good, dude. Like, he is not that good. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. Look at what happened when they, when they had to throw the ball against the Chiefs, dude. He turned back into Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. It makes no sense to me that they, they signed him for that ridiculous contract. Um... So I think I think that division is a little bit more wide open now. Um, I don't think the Titans are going to be as good as people think they're going to be again this year. Um, so I would say, yeah, I'd say the Colts definitely have a chance to to win the division. Why the fuck not? That division is wide open. That's a good point. In other news, um, Teddy Tapwater, former quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, back up to Drew Brees, back up to Taysom Hill. Is uh is now a Panther. 
He stays in the AFC <laughs> South. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't, I think it's, it's strange. I mean, the thing that helps Teddy Bridgewater out is that the offense coordinator that was with the Saints, I think, is with the, the, the Panthers now. So, obviously, Bridgewater had a lot of success when he filled in for Drew Brees last year. Um, probably more success than a lot of people thought he was going to have. I think a lot of people thought that the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs the Saints were going to go like, I don't know, like three and three at best, and they went what five and one, right? I think. Uh, I don't think they lost. Oh, they went six and zero. They might have. I can't remember. But regardless, five and one, five and one, or six and zero, obviously is is a good, good little measuring. Uh, is a good little sample size. You know, so I I think um, <clears throat> I think Bridgewater will actually fit pretty pretty well there, uh, especially with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. I feel like they can run a lot of shifty shifty stuff there because Bridgewater's relatively mobile quarterback. So I might have to change up uh, hashtag this year from believing to from believing Brissett to believe in Bridgewater. Good. I mean, with the Panthers, it's basically pretty simple. Give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. And if Kyle Allen can do that, yeah. I'm sure Teddy Bridgewater can do that too. And we saw how he filled in last year. I mean, he doesn't have the same weapons at wide receiver position like he did with the Saints, but the Panthers, you know, he's got a running back. He's got McCaffrey. We'll see what happens. But uh, I've always liked Teddy Bridgewater. Sure. But, I don't know. He, he impressed me last year. I didn't think he'd do as good as he would. So, we'll see what happens. One of the greatest tight ends of all time, according to Matt Souza, Eric Ebron is now a Steeler. Oh, you haven't? Oh! <laughs> oh! Well, Vance's year was last year, but Big Ben wasn't there, so oh. maybe Ebron. Ebron's definitely a step up, so I think if you draft tight end late, I think Ebron will be a good snag. Fuck Vance McDonald. I, I just got a notification on my phone that the Colts intend to keep Jacoby Brissett, so maybe it's like a thing where Brissett takes a back seat to Phillip Rivers for a year just to learn. But I don't know how you can be a starter for a year, take a back seat, and then go back to the starting position. It's like, what the fuck? I feel bad for Brissett. Yeah. He did. He had a solid year. He wasn't that bad. No, I believed him. I know that. Um, all right, Eric Ebron, a stealer. Whatever. If Big Ben's in there... He could be a good red zone target. That's usually all he does, catch touchdowns, because he's not really that good for anything else. Um, oh, my God. That's really all you need your tight end to do in fantasy, too. So, okay. Uh, Jimmy Graham, though. That guy's still playing football, and he's on the Bears. Not excited. No. Neither am I. No. But who's throwing the ball? 
I think oh. that about spells the end of uh We'll uh we'll get to that when we get to the trade section. Oh fuck. But I mean if you're not, you know uh, if you don't have success with Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, he did it a little bit, but it's like, come on, it, it's I don't know. He's not he, he's not the Jimmy Graham he used to be. Let's just say that. Well, I think a big problem would be the the Seahawks and Packers don't use their tight ends really at all. I mean, we saw Will Disley had success last year, but up until then, that's about it. Other than Jimmy Graham's touchdown streak. And Aaron Rodgers hasn't done much um, since, like, John Michael Finley. <laughs> like, if you remember him, like, he, he had an okay year. But the Bears, they used to use their tight end with Michael Bennett and whatnot, and even Burton. And, uh, Burton what's like his face? The guy who broke his leg, Zach Miller. Oh, yeah. That's uh, they still want to get gross. But last year, they didn't do much. So maybe they're not a good tight end team anymore. So maybe it's not going to be anything for Jimmy Graham again. So we talked about the Seahawks using Will Disley last year. Now with the addition of Greg Olson, how's that going to work? Yeah, what the fuck? I was pissed about it. I thought the starting, I was like, you're going to do my man and Will Disley dirty like that? What the fuck? Well, I, I mean, you get four good weeks and then he gets hurt. You know, you can't really rely on that. Oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. Give the guy a chance. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably still be a part of the offense. Greg Olson might be the decoy. He might be the tight end, too. You know, behind Will Disley. You know what's crazy, too, is even Jacob Hollister, when when Will Disley went out, was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They still have him, too. So, we'll see. He's going to be like a 500-yard, four-touchdown type of guy. Greg Olson? Yeah. Yeah, I I don't expect big things from Greg Olson. His best days are obviously behind him. Uh, if he stays healthy, that's cool, but, you know, if, if. Yeah, I think, I think that's a big thing with his health, because I think if he stays healthy, he's usually a pretty reliable target. Like, yeah. He's, he's sure-handed. I mean, he catches when the ball when it's thrown at him. That's it. I mean, the problem that he's had the past few years, though, he's had that foot thing that keeps coming back and, and biting him, you know? Yep. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree, though. I think he's... He's kind of washed, personally, but... And the last part of our free agent signings, uh, we're going to stick with tight ends. One of the greatest tight ends of all time in reality, unlike Eric Ebron, <laughs> Jason Witten, is now an Oakland Raider. The Raiders. What the fuck? I'm sorry. Did you just say Oakland? Did I say Oakland? I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be saying Oakland, just like I say San Diego. Dollar in the jar. Fuck no, but see, it's different, though, because, like, San Diego moved to Los Angeles, and there's already a team there, but, like, the Raiders are moving to Vegas, so it's a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to call them Oakland. No, I think Vegas Raiders rolls off the tongue a little bit better than Vegas? Los Angeles Chargers. Vegas Raiders. Vegas. Vegas. Vegas Raiders. Viva, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. I think what? Mason, I thought Brady was supposed to go west with his house and everything. No, it was just a rise, a ruse. A ruse? Yeah. We were bamboozled. He's as far east as he can be, almost. We were hoodwinked. He could have went to Japan. That's pretty far east. He could have went to Japan. Or that's pretty far west. Oh, shoot, that's a point. That's a point. 
Rush Flat? Yep. Um, <laughs> Save that for another podcast. So, yeah, Jason Wynn going to the Raiders. It kind of saddens me as a Cowboys fan just because all right, his time's up. Like, last year he was holding back Blake Jarwin. Um, the year before he was commentating. Yeah, and, and, like, it was cool that he wants to come back, but it's like, dude, come back or just retire. Like, like what are you yeah. proving? I, I don't know what his plan is. Yeah, to go to the Raiders, but it's like, are the Raiders, I understand if he wants to win a Super Bowl, how about, like, maybe go to the Saints, 49ers, you know, somewhere else, or Chiefs or something, I don't know. The Raiders, like, what? He just, he just wants to go get fucking blitzed every night in Vegas. Maybe. 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 Do shit ton drugs now that it's completely legal to do so in the new CBA. You can do cocaine in the new CBA. Um, yeah, I think it's just you can't do performance enhancing drugs. Damn. Sure. So we got guys smoking crack on the sideline. And just going in. For real? <laughs> Doing fucking uh, zannies in the locker room. He signed for one year. By the way. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. So he's gonna play for another year. Behind behind Darren Waller. Like what's the point, bro? Dude, your kiss is as good as mine, I don't know. Yeah, right. I don't know what that was about. So we got through free agents. Uh Tom Brady obviously being the most important one, most uh the guy making the most news. Uh, but now there was a trade that made some big news. This trade Huge. traded one of the best wide receivers, if not the best, in the league. DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals for absolute dog shit. Yep. <laughs> it's funny because a couple of years ago you could have said one of the best wide receivers traded for one of the best running backs. But, but we're in 2020 and we're quarantined. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that. We're quarantined. <laughs> but also, the thing that's crazy about this too is when you look Another trade that we'll be talking about in a few minutes that happened after this trade, you really realize how badly the Texans fucked up this trade. Yeah, and like because the Cardinals freaking they they stole DeAndre Hopkins from these guys. Because think of it, if you're the Cardinals, right? You got David Johnson, who uh, is not what he once was for you know those two seasons, three seasons, if you will. Um, you got Kenyon Drake, who was a playmaker, I guess, for them. You got Chase Edmonds, who filled in just fine. Yeah. What do you need? You need more weapons at the wide receiver position. You got Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kurt, but a guy, you have aging Larry Fitzgerald, who obviously his best days are behind him, but he's still a solid option. You need a guy to help your young quarterback fucking take over that offense. And who at the wide receiver position takes over games more than DeAndre Hopkins? No, I know. I think I think Hopkins. Um, I mean, it can be argued whether it's Hopkins or Michael Thomas. I think, but I think Hopkins is arguably the best wide receiver in the game. And the fact that I actually really like this trade for the Cardinals. Like, I think as bad as it is for the for the Texans, I think it's really good for the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals' offense might actually be really good this year, just because their wide receiver core is very solid now. And obviously, Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, um, well, more so Kenyon Drake last year. Kenyon Drake was very good for them. Um, obviously, Kenyon Drake basically single handedly carried Craig to his fantasy Super Bowl. But. Um, we, we don't, we didn't, you didn't have to mention that. Oh, sorry. I just needed to hammer the point home. Oh, yeah. My bad. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah. My yeah. Bad. Yeah. Oh. Oh. 
seriously, uh, I think their offense is going to be very – I think it's going to be good. I, I think it's going to be very good, actually. Tyler Murray, I think, might take uh, his next step this year, if you will. Because there were times, I think, the Cardinals might surprise a little peop- uh, few people with their record this year, possibly, because there were a lot of games last year that were very close, but they just couldn't really, like, take the – the necessary next step to win those games, but I think they might be able to get over that hump this year. Yep. Um, and the flip side of it, the Texans get David Johnson. Such a bad yeah. job. I don't get it at all. Uh, I really don't. I mean, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm like, okay, so you want me to hand the ball off more? or Because now i got nobody to throw to. But I got an aging running back who hasn't been good in three seasons. You know? See, that's the, that's the thing, too. I don't understand why they had to trade for David Johnson. Just bring back Carlos Hyde. He was good for them last year. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. Like, he was solid. I mean, like, they still got Lamar Miller. Well, they did. But, but I'm saying in that offense, they're like, they're a pass-first offense anyway. Yeah. Is, is the thing. You know what I mean? They weren't a run-first offense. And I don't understand why they would want to become a run-first offense. That really doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. All I know is uh, Wolf Fuller is the number one wide receiver now, and he can't play a string of five games in a row. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, he's the number one wide receiver until uh, week one of the preseason when he tears his ACL. Oh, come Deshaun on. Deshaun Watson, dude. That's not good for him. No. Nope. No, definitely not. Um, another big trade. Stephon Diggs is heading to West New York. I'm playing with the Buffalo Bills. And this is the trade I was referencing a few minutes ago. Because this trade happened, I think, the same day. Um, that Hopkins and David Johnson trade happened around, like, late morning. And then this trade happened, like, mid-afternoon, I think. And, like, the Bills gave up, like, a lot to get uh, Stephon Diggs. And... Stephon Diggs is, while he is a very good receiver, I don't think he's on the same level as DeAndre Hopkins. And the Bills gave up more for him, arguably, than than the uh, than the Cardinals did for Hopkins. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah the it's Bills crazy. traded a first round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and then a twenty twenty one four. Jesus. Um, but they didn't have a big name, well, quote-unquote big name, to give um, the Texans like David Johnson for the Cardinals. You know what I mean? Like maybe Bill Ryan's still stuck on that big year David Johnson yeah. had. I mean, but that's uh, what I'm saying. If I'm, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I look at that and say, okay, if I'm I – would, I would load up on picks. If yeah, if, if, yeah, if I'm trading DeAndre Hopkins – if I know teams will pay first-round picks and, you know, more picks than that, I'd look for a team other than that. Like, I'd rather have a first-round pick than David Johnson. No offense to yeah. David Johnson, but it's like, come on, yeah. you know. I feel like anybody like Lamar Miller or Carlos Hyde could step into that role and be just as effective as David Johnson. And who knows? David Johnson might prove us wrong. He might have new life in Houston. He probably will prove us wrong because I'm not drafting him. <laughs> That's for fucking certain. So he's probably going to be nasty. He's going to be filthy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. But the trade for Stephon Diggs definitely makes the Bills better. And I think in the long run, it's going to make the Vikings better, too. 
Um, I think the Vikings now, they established Dalvin Cook. He has a full healthy season under his belt, minus you know the couple games he missed at the end of the year. Um, he's got to be their workhorse. The offense has got to run through Dalvin Cook. When they did that, they were a successful team. In the playoffs, they couldn't run through Dalvin Cook, and it first forced Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, and they lost handedly to the 49ers. Um, but Stephon Diggs is good. Injury prone is a problem. The health concerns of Adam Thielen, too. If he gets healthier, it's a better sign for the Vikings. But I don't know. Maybe they use those picks to draft somebody, a good wide receiver, too, and then start all yeah. over. True. Yeah, this would help Adam Thielen quite a bit, I think, if he's, if he's back 100% next year. Yeah. This year. Um, and then one of the last trades we'll talk about is that Nick Foles, in his short tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Super Bowl champion, Big Dick Nick, is now a Chicago Bear. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl MVP, sorry. Good for him. Good for him. Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, eh. why? <laughs> I, think, I think the writing's on the wall for Mitch, man. They're going to say, see you later. Bye. It's still, it's like... Like, sometimes, yeah, like, like, all right, obviously I've been a Cowboys fan for 25 years, and they haven't won the Super Bowl in 25 years, and I contemplate why I'm a Cowboys fan every day, but it's moves like this, and seeing, and seeing, like, how other teams are just suffering as well, like, the Chicago Bears, are you kidding me? You could have had Pat Mahomes... Deshaun Watson, and you trade up for the number two pick and draft a quarterback from North Carolina, the ACC, Mitch Trubisky, and he Oof. sucks. That's tough. That's really tough. Dude, like, oh. I, I don't know. It, it's rough if you're a, uh, a Bears fan. You get Nick Foles, but what? Is he going to start? Are you going to trade Trubisky? Are you going to cut Trubisky? Nah, uh, they're probably they're probably gonna pull that bullshit where they're gonna try and let Mitch iron out the kinks a few weeks, and then if he doesn't got it, they'll switch to Nick Foles and they'll ride whoever has the high end. Who they do? Who they do that with? Uh, wasn't it Chase Daniel? Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I think they Chase Daniel beat the Lions. I'm pretty sure they yeah. said last year. And now he's on the Lions. Like he's a backup. <laughs> oh man. And we see Nick Foles having success as a backup, so maybe that's, that's what we go for. That's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're just going to try and channel that. And more importantly, you know what this means? You know what this means? The Jaguars are full mustache. Minshew Magic is going to flourish in Jacksonville now. No, you're right. You are right. So those are some key trades happening. Big re-signings, though. Obviously, we talked about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, for the Titans, comeback player of the year. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Drew Brees returns to the Saints. There was never a doubt that he wouldn't return to the Saints, but it's official now. Uh, I believe he signed a two-year deal. Yep. Uh, but a really big one. Amari Cooper returning to the Dallas Cowboys. Five yeah, years, $100 million. Putting him as the second highest paid wide receiver behind Julio Jones. Yeah, that's big. That's big time. That's a big boy contract, baby. Yep. Think he's going to live up to it, Glenn? Um, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. 
problem is, like, I, I, it just infuriates me how the Cowboys will. I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm so I'm happy they they um they signed Amari Cooper back because we traded a first round pick for him. You're not going to trade a first round pick to have a guy for a year and a half and just you know be done with that. So they had to bring him back. He wanted to be back. Apparently the Redskins offered him more money, uh, but. Like the smart man Amari Cooper is, he knows that wide receivers go to die in Washington, and he wanted to be a cowboy. Respect. I respect that from Amari Cooper. You could have had a deal that made you probably the highest paid receiver in the league with the Washington Redskins, but you stayed with Dallas. I like that loyalty. I like that mindset. He wants to stay with these guys. He wants to win. He knows that his best seasons have come with the Cowboys. Remember when he was in Oakland? So he knows what it kind of likes to suck. With, uh, with you know, if he goes to Washington, he's going to be with Dwayne Haskins. No, no, come on. Um, last year concerned me a little bit uh, just on his health. I don't think he was healthy for most of last year. In a game where you have the NFC East title on the line and Amari Cooper is sitting out on the sidelines on the biggest plays of the game, that's alarming. Either one, he's really hurt, can't compete, or two, what, what are we doing? I, I don't... I don't understand. Great, great on an injury that wasn't that severe. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing. And and <laughs> I saw a tweet from this Cowboys fan account. And it was like, <laughs> it's basically saying congratulations to Amari Cooper for signing this deal to be the second best wide receiver on the Cowboys. Meaning that, meaning that Michael Gallup could take that step up, which I think he could. I think he could. But Amari Cooper is great, but I think Gallup, is going to continue to get better and be good, but obviously the two complement each other so well. Dak has good chemistry with both of them. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be good. Um, so yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm just glad we got him back. I knew if we lost um, Byron Jones, because there's no way we're going to be able to keep all three: Dak Prescott, Byron Jones, and Mari Cooper. I knew if we lost Byron Jones, um, who is now a Miami Dolphin, that we we didn't really discuss it because it's not fan- fantasy relevant. But he has uh, one of the highest paid co- cornerback contracts in the league. I knew we weren't going to pay that for a cornerback. But you got to bring back Amari Cooper. So they did, and I'm happy with it. Um, as far as fantasy goes, if he's healthy, if Dak Prescott's the quarterback, he's still going to be as great as he was these past two seasons with the Cowboys. I don't, I don't see any, I don't see anything big, big things changing. Right? Okay. Yeah. We're glad, glad we all agree on that. Oh, yeah. Cooper's going to be solid again. Speaking, speaking of Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, the franchise tags that, that have happened, uh, Dak Prescott franchise tag for another year will be making, I believe, $27 million this year. He turned down a contract that would give him $33 million per year um, with the Cowboys. That's uh, a lot of money. It is a lot of money. So is 27. 27's a lot too. And I think now the ball is it's still kind of in Dak Prescott's corner with the cap just increasing after another year and seeing what guys like Ryan Tannehill are making after having a half-good season. Dak Prescott continues to get better as he grows as a quarterback in this league. So last year he put his meat out on the table. Statistically, he performed what the Cowboys wanted to see. And then they come back and franchise tag him. Yet you're willing to pay Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, 
Jalen Smith, all these other guys. The quarterback is the most important position in the league. Pay the quarterback. I don't know. But now, if that if that goes back up... I was going to say, if Dak goes back out this year, has a similar season like he did, now what are you going to say? You, you know, you're going to you're gonna not pay him. If he knows in his mind that he thinks he's better than Carson Wentz, better than Ryan Tannehill, better than Kirk Cousins, which I believe he is, um, yeah, try to get your money and get paid. Well, the thing is, too, is that Patrick Mahomes' deal is coming up. And I think Dak is probably thinking to himself, No, no, nope. I don't want to hear that. No, yeah, I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm thinking this is probably what Dak's thinking. Is that I know they franchised me this year, but they're gonna have to pay me, and another year goes by. The Dallas should have tried to get that deal done yeah. this year. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But but I understand why Dak declined the deal, even though it would have made him the second uh, second highest paid quarterback, right? Uh, I think it would have been either been second or tied for second with like Rodgers, Roethlisberger, and. Okay, yeah. So think of it this way, because you, I think Patrick Mahomes has to get paid at the end of this season. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Or it might be next, or it might be the year after. Regardless. The, the thing is, I don't think they're gonna let it go to free agency. They'll just sign him with an extension. Oh no, yeah, they're they're gonna sign. They're gonna yeah. figure out like the Chiefs are gonna pay him. But I'm saying they're gonna pay him a ridiculous amount of money, and I think Dak might be thinking that maybe he can get a bit more based on what Patrick Mahomes gets, because that's gonna set the market, and he's gonna say. Listen, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best statistical uh, young quarterbacks in the league. So am I. Yeah, oh, see, we got we got to pause that there because Patrick Mahomes right now is on another <laughs> level. I love Dak, and I'm not. I would never compare him to Patrick Mahomes. That's like like a, a better comparison would be kind of like what Mookie Betts is doing with Mike Trout. Mike Trout is in a league of his own. Mookie's a great player. He's the second best player in the league in my mind behind Mike Trout. But Dak isn't even where Mookie Betts is. You know what I'm saying? Like Dak's a great quarterback, but he's not he's not he's not top five in the league. No, I agree. And also the only the only way Dak can even spew that leverage is if one of two things happens. He wins an MVP this year, which is probably not likely. Or number two, they win a Super Bowl. Because Pat Mahomes, in that short period of time, he's been Chiefs quarterback. In two years, he's won an MVP and he's won a Super Bowl. And the ceiling is just going higher for Patrick Mahomes as he continues to grow as a quarterback. On that, on that, did you see that? Um, what's the barbershop show they do that they talk? HBO. Yes, he literally was saying Patrick Mahomes didn't learn to read actually read defenses until halfway through his rookie season. Last year. Like, and he threw for 50 touchdowns, bro. He's just playing off ability. Now that he continues to learn and know these defenses, he's only going to get better. Oh, no, Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But I'm like, so when once Patrick Mahomes gets paid, Dak shouldn't get anywhere. Like, there's got to be a big gap from Patrick Mahomes getting paid and the rest of the quarterbacks. Unless somebody else, somebody else takes that step up, like a Dak or a... Uh, Deshaun Watson or uh, Lamar Jackson and continues to perform at a high level, but they got to win. In Dallas, it's all about winning. If you don't win, then we don't care. Look at what Dak did this year. He had a career high in all the statistics, and they went 8-8, eight and eight, and they didn't win the division. They didn't make the playoffs. So it's like, you know? No, but I think Dak, Dak will be able to argue 
because you said that like Rogers is ahead of him. Um, he might be tied with Big Ben. So let's say just for argument's sake, Patrick Mahomes gets paid 40, 40 million a year. Right? It's, gonna, it's gonna be fifty. I can tell you that. It probably will be. But let's let's just say for argument's sake, it's forty, right? So those guys, Aaron Rodgers, and um, like Aaron Rodgers, is still a very good quarterback. Obviously, he was very he was he was pretty decent last year. Um, and then Big Ben is a fossil. He's gonna be out of the league in like two years. Well, okay. when he's healthy, he plays. Big Ben can ball. He led the league but, in passing two years ago when he played a full season. Yeah, that's true. But Dak can look at that and say, "Hey, listen, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want Patrick Mahomes' money, but I think I should be paid more than than these two guys because." Especially if he has the same stats he did last year, and if Dallas can potentially make the playoffs with him at the helm. And the fact that right now he's entering his prime as a quarterback. Yeah. So he could get like 35 million or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he could could technically try and argue and say, listen, I think I'm worth more than Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers. What does Rodgers make? Like 35, right? No, the biggest right now is Russell Wilson makes 35. I think I think Rodgers and Roethlisberger make like thirty three and a half or thirty two and a half. I don't know. It's close okay. to that. So so he could probably argue to try and like position himself close to Russell Wilson. I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to where to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anyone's going to get anywhere close to the money that he's going to get because his contract's going to be a joke. Unless unless, exactly. unless Lamar Jackson does this thing and repeats oh, yeah, what he true, did. Actually. Yeah, I forgot. I completely forgot about him. <laughs> Yeah, first round exit will do that to you. Um, I don't know. It's just it's aggravating as a Cowboys fan because obviously I want to you know the best for the team would have been to pay Dak Prescott and go forward. Yeah. But from from a, a you know a human being standpoint, understand Dak Prescott as a human. I understand why he thinks he deserves more money, and he does. You know so. Um, all right, yeah, Derrick Henry got franchise tagged. That's pretty big. I mean, this year, we, we've seen flashes of Derrick Henry be great. Um, you know, in his previous years. He was stuck behind DeMarco Murray for some time. He finally gets, you know, the starting job a couple seasons ago. Shows flashes of being great. This was his first year. From, I believe, start to finish, he was consistently great. And a top five running back in the league. Smart move by the Titans to franchise tag him. Can you continuously do that? Because we're not going to dish out this money to you, even though you singly-handedly brought us to the AFC Championship. We're not going to give this money to you because we got to pay other guys and do this. But if you keep doing this, Derrick Henry, you will earn that contract. So now this year, Derrick Henry, under that franchise tag, can do either one of two things. He can hold out and want to get paid. Like Le'Veon Bell did, or he can nut up, shut up, and do the damn thing over again, and just keep running over people, and run his way right to a new contract, which I believe what he'll—that's yeah. probably what he'll do. I can't see Derrick Henry holding out. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I'm excited. I think this this year for Derrick Henry could be like one of his best seasons. I mean, this last one was. It's going to be hard to beat this one, this last one. Is, is, but now he's got a full season of Tannehill. Yeah. 
That's where the money went. That's it. I'm sorry, that's such a dumb contract. I still can't get over that. I still can't get over how much Ryan Tannehill is getting paid. Can you that get ridiculous. Can you get over that the Cincinnati Bengals franchise tag AJ Green? Uh yeah, I can get over that. That guy's probably gonna die in Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, I feel for AJ Green, but man, it's it's tough going. Yeah, he, he can't be having fun anymore. No, he's got to get healthy. You think he'll be actually healthy this year and play football? Bro, it was up in the air for like twelve weeks. There was they talked about him possibly coming back at like week four, week five. I know. And then, that was because the team thought he was healthy enough to play. AJ Green didn't think he was healthy enough to play. So it was like that situation of uh, when the Red Sox had Clay Buckles a few years back. And Buckles was like, "I'm not coming back until I feel healthy enough." See, and, that, and that's the thing. Like in that situation, in that situation, though, like especially with football, you got to take the player's word for it. If the player doesn't think that they're healthy enough to come back, like you know, like I, I don't understand how a team can just say, "Oh yeah, you're healthy enough. You know, get out there." I don't know. I would. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would agree more with the Bengals on this situation just because AJ Green is a notoriously soft player. Anyway. Oh. I hope, I hope you get turf toe. I hope you get turf toe and you can experience how that feels. I actually want to, like, we've discussed this before, I want to get it so I know what it's like. I want to So I can see it. if it's all the hype that everyone thinks it is. It probably really fucking kills. I'll, I'll run the fucking back. Boston Marathon with turf toe. Mark my words. You can't. It's closed. Coronavirus. Yeah, you're right. It's God. closed. The marathon's closed. Not canceled. Closed. I'll do, I'll do 35 laps around the block of my apartment. All right. Um... Yeah, so free agent signings, trades, re-signings, franchise tags. There's still some remaining free agents out there. Uh, probably the biggest one being Jadeveon Clowney for fantasy. It doesn't really mean much, but um, he, as far as you know, a team aspect, any landing spot for him. I heard Seattle just offered him a contract, whether he takes it or not. He just got traded to Seattle last year. He played well with them. Guy's a beast. He's very good. I'd like to see the Cowboys get him. But the Cowboys refuse to spend money. See, the Cowboys are like the opposite of the Red Sox. They refuse to spend big money on free agents, but they will fucking drop their pants for homegrown guys. And the, and the Red Sox don't do that. Um, so that's not happening. I know Everson Griffin's another guy. Um, D. Lyman for Minnesota, who is now a free agent, also be a key pickup. You got running backs like Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde. Frank Gore still wants to play football. That's big news. Frank Gore is never going to stop. No, he's not. We're, we're going to be dead. Frank Gore is going to still be playing football. Who retires first, Tom Brady or Frank Gore? Tom Brady. All the way. What? <laughs> nah, the running backs are the most, like, brutal. I know. This guy's been getting hit for, like, fucking 20 years. But Gore can't make money any other way. He can't read. He needs to play football. Can't read. He needs to survive it. My, na- my name's Frank Gore. I can't read. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's not going to be doing commercials or commentating. <laughs> Picture him in a booth. He's just money. Yeah, here we go. And uh, what, what's the TV watching? What's the teleprompter say? I can't read it. Jim Nance is going to be like, so Frank, what do you think of the game today? Uh, what? I can't read. Uh, what what game? We playing Madden? Yeah, he, he needs this for his life. Uh, Carlos Hyde, free agent. Lamar Miller, 
Devon, all right, Lamar Miller. Um, enough of yeah, Lamar he's Miller. He's the one who's going to retire. Yeah. Uh, Devonta Freeman. Freeman could help out a team, I guess. He could help someone out, absolutely. He could help uh, himself out by just, you know, packing it in and staying home because he sucks. Oh, come on. No, I'm just kidding. Freeman's all right. He, he can help out a team. Somebody like, um, hmm. No one. Patriot. I could see him on the Colts. Dude, Marlon Mack, though. Eh, Marlon Mack's whack. Whoa. Mack is whack. Returning the Mack, bro. Come on. I could see him on... Taking out the Redskins. No, AP. Oh, my God. Yo, AP re-signed, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Hey, they got AP and Darius Geis. Posted the other day. Nice. Was he standing up? Was, was, he, was, he, was he on crutches? What? Was no, he's he? not on crutches. Okay. He was sitting down. Nice. Yeah, sitting down. That's why. His crutches were on the ground. <laughs> His crutches were on the side of him. No, he just faked an injury. He just didn't want to play for my sorry ass fantasy team anymore. Uh, Jameis Winston's also a free agent. <laughs> he's interesting. He should go to the Bengals. No, the, like the Bengals are going to get uh, Joe Burrow. They got the first. They got the first overall pick. Joe Burnham. Did he just say Joe Burnham? Foxborough. Bro, imagine the Patriots traded for the number one pick and got Joe Burrow, and then they changed his name to Foxborough. Oh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, I've seen him on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, Joe Burrow, fucking national champ, Heisman, had like the greatest season yeah, in college yeah. football history. Is that what happened? He's younger than us, he's done more than we'll ever do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like the highest touted um, college quarterback um, prospect since like Andrew Luck. Yep, and only yeah, one season. Only one season. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But. World, he'll go to the Bengals, number one, pack, uh, number one pick because the Bengals, you know. They need a quarterback, and if they drafted anybody else besides him, it would be the worst pick in history. Um, oh, mark my words. If there's a team that doesn't want Frank Gore down the road, he's going to the XFL. No, he ain't. <laughs> he will. No, he ain't. Nah, I, I can see it. He's he not. He's be like 39 going to the XFL. That ain't happening. Alright, I'm just saying. It's, it's, in, it's in the recording. Where does, Jam- Where does Jameis go? Uh, probably just stealing lobster somewhere or something. I don't know. Or crab legs, is that what it was? Crab legs. Licking dubs. Crab legs. Jameis will go... Um, to the Chargers? Oh, he'd be good there. He would be the same, more of the same. Just a guy who throws the piss out of the ball and turns it over a shit ton. That's what it is. Yeah, right. That would be that would be well for Keenan Allen and stuff. Mike Williams yeah, have a big ass target. Mike Williams, Hunter Henry still. You know, whenever I think of Mike Williams, I just think your dad. I feel like that is one of the players that is your dad's fucking guy. Yep. Mike Williams. I feel like he's been high on Mike Williams for so long. 
Yep. He's been high on pot news, too. <laughs> pot news. Uh, and last but not least, Robbie Anderson. Could make, okay. could help a team out. I can see him going to like a shitty team for some reason, though. Like, uh, like the Lions. The I can see him on the Redskins. I can see him on he's the Redskins, solid. too. Yeah, he's solid. I like Robbie. He's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's free agency. There's still some free agents that need to be signed, but for the gist of it, we got the big news. The Bradys, the Coopers, the Tannehills, the Breezes. Um, Breezes. Anything else we want to add? Um, I fucking hate being quarantined. I can say that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully sports, sports in general needs to come back, man. I am so fucking bored. I beat Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild in like two weeks because I had nothing to fucking do. Yeah, I'm tired of watching wrestling with empty arenas. (laughs) Gronk was there, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about that. You see Gronk? I did not. Bro, what a laughable entrance debut impression on any WWE. Like, if you're a WWE fan and you don't know who the fuck Gronk is, you must yeah. have been watching this and being like, what the fuck is happening? Because, Why, he dude, he just like, he just looks, he's so like stiff and like uncoordinated. He just looks so stupid. I'll have to send you the entrance later. Uh, what oh, he did. Yeah. He's hosting WrestleMania. He Obviously, he signed a deal with the WWE. Yeah, I thought he was hosting. And it's also like two nights now. Yeah, it's a two-night event. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't mind that. Because now they're turning WrestleMania like seven-hour shows. So, split the shit up. Put it in two nights. Um, yeah, I don't know. Gronk. He's dead. Yeah. I knew he'd go to WWE before he played football again, though. So, yeah. suck me with that. I think that, that was inevitable. So, yeah. That's that. What's that, man? Any last words? Um, before we all get coronavirus? Go Buccaneers. Trust the government. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't trust your government. Go, go Buccaneers. Um, don't trust the government. <laughs> um, yeah, my last words are they're putting chemicals in the water that are turning the fucking frogs gay. All right, all right. Hey Susan, how much does um, how much does corn cost? All right, gentlemen, it's been fun. It's been yeah. real, but it hasn't been fun real. I messed that up. Yo, real quick before we go, um, I just want to announce uh, that I don't have coronavirus, but I do have a case of Ligma. Yeah? Oh, my God. Are you serious? You shouldn't yeah. be doing this right now. You should be in bed with, like, a cold towel over your head. I know. It's crazy, right? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Mason's got ligma. He's got ligma. Wait, wait a minute. Haley's a nurse, so she'll she'll know. Wait, hold the phone a sec. Pause. Ligma balls. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? You took that from me. I was going to ask, what's ligma? Oh. She asked first. Yeah, tell her tell her that no, Mason's no, no, gonna no. 
Tell her that Mason's got a ligula and I've been stuck here with Bofa. <laughs> no, I can't do it twice. Yeah, I mean, you know that the... Uh, That's what she said. You know the, the, the country of Uganda was the one that really got hit the hardest by coronavirus? The yeah. Sagandis people, man. Sagandis, bro. Yeah, the Sagandis people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. Sagandis? Yeah. Sagandis nuts. <laughs> Does it have to be nuts? Or is going to be bald? Yeah. Or no. You say Sagandis balls. Like, like Bofa leaves it open-ended. You say both of these tits, both of these nuts, both of these balls, both of these middle fingers. <laughs> the people of Saganda, the, the Sagandis. Sagandis. I speak Sagandis. Uh, all, right. all right, all right. We'll probably do a podcast tomorrow because we'll get bored again. <laughs> Everyone, everyone who's listening, be safe, stay at home, wash your hands, wash your ass, and uh, guys, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs>